We are helping owners create cash flow and pay down their mortgage, while our guests feel like a millionaire for the time that they stay with us. It's no secret that focusing on others' outcome ultimately leads to more income for you and your company. Welcome to the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Hey folks out there, this is Mark with another episode of the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. I have a familiar face with us today. His name is Bobby Harrington. And Bobby has become a pretty good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. He actually coaches in the leadership space. He coaches in the old, the marathon and running space. He's a pastor. He's a short-term rental owner and operator and just all around good guy, good dad, good um, good husband, and a good friend. And so with no further ado, I want to reintroduce Bobby. Bobby, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I really appreciate it, man. I'm super pumped about this and really excited about it. I think it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, me too. And so the big idea today, folks, is so Bobby and I are going to hang out for the next four episodes and we're going to do a series on leadership. And so we'll have like sub ideas within this big idea of leadership. And today's sub idea is this idea of a flywheel, which was originally taught in the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Um, This idea of like a flywheel being really hard to turn at the start. But then once you get it started and you get it in motion, you get some momentum and it's just one good thing, but gets another good thing if you keep it going. So Bobby is, uh, has studied this idea, kind of reintroduced this idea. Like I, I, I read about this years ago and, um, sort of forgot about it, honestly. And Bobby kind of reintroduced this idea to me and he's created this for his businesses, for his personal life. And so, um, let's get into that a little bit. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah. So for me, I think because maybe just the way my brain works, you know, like because I'm, I'm in different spheres that can feel somewhat unrelated, you know, like church, nonprofit world, you know, I do, um, ultra running coaching and I've had the pleasure to be around some, you know, extremely high level, uh, athletes in that space, uh, real estate investing, entrepreneurship, just kind of all of that. And so for me, a lot of times, like when I catch a good idea somewhere from, from somewhere, I'm always thinking about like, okay, how can I apply it in all of these different worlds? And so, um, for me, I did read the book, good to great, but, um, I actually came across the idea of a flywheel, uh, from another book that was actually referencing good to great. And, you know, it was just talking about, it's not, it's not complex at all. It's just this idea of, you know, for business, for life, whatever, how do you create a plan or strategy that's going to build momentum over time? That's really just kind of the basic idea of it. And to me, the, the, the secret to it, I think is not just having a plan, but having a plan that actually will build momentum over time and to continue to invest that momentum into the plan, into the business, into the flywheel. When you build this flywheel for your short-term rentals, you were talking about all the ingredients that it takes to make a good short-term rental, whether it be a great location, a great property, great communication, and then you're finally reaching the financial benefits. Um, and I think that's where that's kind of where we dropped off last time. Yeah, so I think two parts of a flywheel would be one determining like the strategy for 
like the short-term rental example, you know, like, okay, what actually makes this thing move? Like what ultimately, what is the very heart of what's going to make for a good short-term rental? Yeah. You have market, you have house, all that, but what you're trying to get at is the guest experience, right? Like that is the thing that is going to make the thing turn. Like if that happens, then that flywheel is going to be turning. So trying to identify in whatever area of life, like what, like trying to get to the heart of it, like, okay, what is the thing that is going to move this flywheel? But then secondly, saying, okay, if the flywheel does begin to move, how am I going to reinvest that energy back into the flywheel? Because you see people in whatever area of life, especially when you're talking about business and profits, where they may have a good flywheel, but they don't reinvest the profits back into making that flywheel gain even more momentum. You know, they take those profits and, and end up spending them somewhere else. So I think those two parts are important, identifying like, okay, what's at the heart of it? And then how do I reinvest back into the actual process or the plan strategy, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it. So let's just take, for example, for those visual people out here, just envision a big circle. And this big circle is your flywheel. At the very top, you're talking about 12 o'clock noon. Um, you've got all the ingredients of creating a great property. So you're picking the location, you're picking the design elements, you're doing all the stuff to make a great property, and then you're putting it out on the OTAs to, to get traction. And this is where the flywheel begins to turn. Over here at about three o'clock, you have this kind of guest experience. So the guest arrives, now they're starting to communicate with you and you give them the ultimate the ultimate white glove treatment as far as that. And so that that turns the flywheel a little bit stronger. You get down here to six o'clock and that's reviews, um, which absolutely turns the flywheel for the next guest that comes in. And then over here, you have the financial aspect where you're actually reaping the reward at nine o'clock of all the investments you made at 12 o'clock. And so now we're talking about this idea of where do you put this reward? Do you take it off the table which a lot of entrepreneurs want to do. You kind of have to resist that temptation if you want this flywheel to get any momentum and you have to reinvest. And so there's lots of ways you can reinvest in the short-term rental industry, whether you want to reinvest into remarketing to that guest or updating your furniture or putting new amenities. And we're talking about the exact same property, or you can then reinvest into a new property and, and create uh, I guess you could call it a second flywheel or you could call it the same flywheel because you're doing the same thing. It, did I, did I touch on what was, what you were thinking about? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Thinking about, okay, once the thing does have momentum and in business, you're talking about profit, are you gonna invest that back into the business to only make the business better? You know, to only be able to expand and like you said, reinvest into the properties reinvest in newer properties, reinvest in better properties. It's so tempting when you're profitable to just want to take all that off the table. You know, and there there is there's something smart about some of that, but you know, to really grow and to really gain momentum over time, you have to reinvest it into the actual business, into the actual plan. You know, like Jim Collins talks about, he says, you know, a lot of times when you see a business kind of breakthrough, a lot of times people will say, oh my goodness, you know, man, overnight success, this thing came out of nowhere. And he makes the point, no, 
it was probably like a 10 year process where they continued to reinvest over and over and over and over, even to the point of maybe they, they weren't even that profitable because they were taking, you know, any of the money that they made to put it right back into the business. And then all of a sudden, what, what, what looks like breakthrough really has just been 10 years of investing back into the process and being really committed to that. You really see this in the software world, like startup software companies, because there's so much that goes into the back end before you can sell a license to a piece of software. And I would just encourage everybody out there, like you got to start thinking about your short-term rental business like a business. Like if you think of this, of hey man, this is just a little bit extra way that I can get some tax advantages and make a little extra money. It works. Like it it works that way. But if you if you get strategic about it and you build your own flywheel for what you think works, and then you get some momentum going and you do this, I mean, it's just a few a few years or a few rotations of that wheel before you get some really good momentum. Totally. Yeah, totally. And so I want to I want to thank Bobby. I mean, he's really put this back on my radar and it's got my mind churning over the past few months. And um, so, Bobby, you do this not only in your short term rental business, but you do this in your personal life, in your in your coaching business and kind of every aspect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the basic idea is, OK, you know, determining where you're at, determining where you go, where you want to go, you know, your vision and then trying to make a plan to get there. And I would say the flywheel is in the place of a, a plan to get there. You know, yeah, there's going to be a thousand different steps and goals and, you know, KPIs and 90 day stuff and all that stuff, you know, right. But you, you're trying to distill that down into what is the simple repeatable plan that I can activate on month after month, year after year, because that's where you know, in those discipline and habits of doing that over and over and over, that's where the big results come from. And I think honestly, anytime you see somebody in life, you know, whether it's physical health or business or entrepreneurship or whatever, where you're seeing them get big results, you probably could discover if you kind of lift up the hood, a very repeatable strategy that they've just been um, relentlessly activating on over and over and over and over. Um, and so I really do think that you could, there's not really an area of life that you can't like apply this concept to. Yeah. But it really, I mean, you touched on something there. Like it really starts with a vision because just because you have a flywheel, just because you have a plan, just because you have small goals, doesn't mean things aren't going to get hard. And so without a vision, when things get hard, you're more likely to quit to back off, to take money off the table, to do whatever it's going to take to not keep that flywheel moving. And so um, maybe talk a little bit about like, why is it so important? Whether it's, you know, whether you get inspiration for an, from another individual, whether you get inspiration through prayer, whatever your inspiration is, why is it so important to create this vision or execute on a vision you've been given for your life? Yeah, I think... You know, at the very at the very core of it, vision is nothing more than hope for the future, right? That, you know, for your business, for your life, whatever, like having a vision is, hey, I have hope that a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, that I'm going to be in a different place than 
than I am today. And that's really just kind of the essence of what vision is, you know? I think that's the difference between like human, you know, human beings and like animals, right? Like they're not, they're not sitting around thinking about where do I want to be five years from now? Where do I want to be 10 years from now? And yeah, wherever you end up getting that inspiration, you know, like you said, whether it's from somebody else or just something deep down in your heart or God or whatever, like having that vision, you know, enables you when things get difficult or things are taking longer than you expected. Right. Or man, I thought this was going to work out a lot better. And, you know, it seems like there's some friction or there's some struggle being able to remember, okay, this is where I'm going. You know, I'm in it. I'm in it for the long term. I'm just not in it for the short term. And also I think the important thing about vision is like, it needs to kind of inspire you, you know, because like, yeah, you need to have a conceptualized idea of the future. Okay, this is where I'm going because that's going to enable you to make a plan for the future. But it also needs to be like inspirational because I think, I mean, I really think this, like it's not the person that has like the best plan that ends up being the most successful long-term. It's the person that's like the most inspired because that inspiration is going to lead to consistency, you know? And even like an okay plan, you know, that's 80% the way there is going to long-term be a lot better than a great plan that's not consistently executed on. And so having that inspiration really, I think, can help us day in, day out, kind of execute on whatever that plan is, you know? That's great. Just having that grit to kind of get through it and embrace the process. And so, for example, like what Bobby's talking about, what what you kind of retaught me about it, I feel like some of these principles you you learn and then um, it takes a great leadership coach like you to kind of reteach you that is you have to attach this vision to something really personal. And so like for the short-term rental industry, say I wanted to have 15 houses in the next three years and I wanted to generate $300,000 of net income, whatever that vision is, that dollar value is not a good vision. And that those 15 houses is not a good vision to go after. It's part of the vision. But what you really want to attach that to, maybe that is, man, I want to do this so I have the ultimate freedom to spend as much time with my daughter as I can, to spend as much time with my wife because she has supported me through thick and thin, or my grandmother she's on her last leg or whatever it is, attach it to something that's really personal. And that way, when the things get hard, it's easy to throw away, hey, you know what? $300,000 isn't that meaningful to me, but spending time with my kid, that is crazy important to me. And I'm not going to give up on this vision. And so the ideas that Bobby told me is like, attach it to something really personal and then put this into the flywheel and then make that it's like everything feeds off the other. Like you start with the vision and then you back down into processes to get there. Am I am I right about that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, and I think we all understand this when you begin to really think about it, right? Because like nobody is after money just for money's sake, right? Like money is a tool to be able to get you somewhere, you know? So like- you know, like you said, like money may be about, you know, freedom of time or freedom of location or, 
you know, freedom to do what you feel like you're called to do or freedom to, like you said, you know, spend time with family or whatever. Like it's never just about money, you know, like ultimately money is in, you know, service to like a larger vision in your life. And so I do think it's important to try to identify what some of those things are because, you know, maybe as a little kid, you had a vision and, you know, inspiration for what you want to do. But I mean, you know, life can just kind of beat you down sometimes, right? You just kind of get in the day in, day out. And at times you can even, you just go into a job and work and you could forget like, okay, why am I like, why am I doing all this? Right? Like, what is the, what is the greater vision, you know, for like my life and where am I trying to go? Yeah. It's like, um, that vision for why you want to get fit can feed into the next prong in the flywheel almost. Like a mutual friend of ours, Andrew, shared his personal flywheel. And one of them, the top was to be fit. And that wasn't just physically fit. It was mentally fit, emotionally fit, spiritually fit. And that fed into like, I want to be fit because then I'm going to be a better dad and family member to my immediate family. Right. And so maybe the next part of the flywheel can actually be the vision for the previous part. And so the example we were using, if if say you wanted to be fit throughout your whole life, whether that's spiritually, emotionally, physically, and then you painted this vision for why you wanted to be fit. And maybe that's the second part of your flywheel. It's because I want to be better for my family and I want my family to be at peace with who I am. And I want to be at peace with who they are. And I have to be spiritually, physically, and emotionally fit to, to achieve that. That's a great vision. That's a great vision for why you want to be fit. And so that was kind of the idea for, for that segment. Do you kind of think about it that way? Like, like, a you know, the, the next part of your flywheel, like for Netflix, for example, like they're great content creators, but the big vision for the second part of their flywheel is they want subscribers. We want X amount of subscribers. And to get that, we can create great content. Am I thinking about that the right way or should your vision be apart from that? So... I mean, I think with the flywheel, yeah, the vision is, is kind of driving like where you're going. Like, wh like, what is it that I'm, what is it that I'm trying to do here? Um, and the flywheel is a, is a, is a plan, a strategy, a repeatable strategy to hit the vision. But like for your personal life, like you're talking about, you know, I think it requires a lot of self-awareness because I think a lot of people, we all kind of want the same things in a way, you know, like you need to be, you know, your body needs to be healthy. You know, your mind needs to be healthy. Your spirit needs to be healthy. You know, you want your family relationships to be good. You know, you want to have financial security. You know, you want to live a generous life where you're, you know, activating and using the gifts that you have. So in many ways, you know, most human beings have the same sort of stuff they're trying to go after. But designing a flywheel, though, I think people are going to go after those in different ways. You know, like... You know, I do, I do ultra marathons and, you know, climbing mountains and all that sort of stuff. That is not gonna, that's not going to fuel everybody the way that it fuels me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we all want to, we all need to be, you know, have physically strong bodies and minds, but the way we're going to get there is going to be different depending on who we are. Right. Like, you know, for, for you, it may be like, Hey, you know, this is what, you know, you really love to do with your girls, you know, and like, that's, that's healthy for y'all. That's life-giving for y'all. 
For some families, it may be other stuff, you know? So like I said, the target is kind of the same for everybody in terms of your life, you know, like trying to have how to design a flywheel for your life. The question is like, okay, what motivates us? What makes us healthy? How do we have good relationships? And then it's trying to go from there to design a flywheel. Because if you just took somebody else's flywheel for their life, you know, so like the example um, you were using our friend, Andrew, like, you know, one part of his flywheels like their farm and how their farm is like an integral part of their family and you know they get a lot of health in that and they invest in that well you know other people it's like you know the idea of having a farm would be like misery for them right <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> so just figuring out like okay what like what makes us tick you know like what makes us healthy and then how do we how do we create a life around that like how do you feel like it for your life yeah, I mean, I I can piggyback a lot off of how Andrew described it, but I I do agree it's got to be very personal to you. So for you to take, that's not an out of the box thing, so to speak. So for me to take Andrews and try to apply the exact same thing without personalizing it would be wrong because then I don't get that emotional attachment, and it's not the vision that I've been inspired to create for my life. And so I really loved like the basic tenets and then like within those main tenets. And so I can just kind of go through what, what Andrew described as his basic tenets. And at the top of the flywheel, the 12 o'clock space was, was fitness. And we described those kind of three fitness levels, emotional, spiritually, and physically. And that prepared him to be a better, a better family member, a better dad, a better husband. And if he's at peace in the home and he has a great home life, then he's more likely to be way better at his job. And so for him, because he's a pastor, that was flock. For me, it's totally different. I do a lot of different businesses, but for me, it's, it's totally different. But it's it's basically the same thing. It's all the people I interact with. Like to me, business is a lot about like just the interactions with people, being being able to inspire them to be better and being able to provide and for me to serve them in a way that that kind of brings me meaning and helps them in their life. And so, but I can't do that without having peace at home because I'm not genuine in that business aspect. I can't be truly authentic unless I have true peace at home because I can't bring joy to other people if I don't if I'm like deteriorating on this other half of my flywheel and I can't be really great in home if unless I'm fit at the top. And so but if I'm really good in business, then that then that translates to finance. And then I want to take my finances and reinvest in getting better, like just getting better for my family. Like who says there's a ceiling on like level of joy and peace that you can bring to your to your home? There's no ceiling on that. And so um, why not just keep reinvesting? And ultimately it just it brings more. I mean, it brings more to your business. It brings more to other people's lives. And so perhaps the most selfish thing that you can do is give yourself away and invest in other people's lives because it makes, it brings joy to you. And so create a flywheel that brings that. And maybe you're an introvert, maybe you're, you're an extrovert and you just love to serve, but figure out a way to serve, whether that's behind a computer screen or in person that would be my way and, and integrate that in your flywheel somehow, some way. That's just, you know, after thinking through it, like I, you know, what really gets me excited is like 
motivating other folks to get them going on their journey and like creating a great product to to serve them with, whether that be a great overnight stay, a chicken sandwich or like whatever it is, you know, I think we can represent something higher and all that. Yeah, that's really good. The the thing that maybe I would add, and we haven't even really talked about this a ton, is like, okay, well, how do you kind of like combine all that get together, right? Like your 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 family, your personal health, your business, like all that stuff. And, you know, one way for me that I kind of conceptualize it and think about it is like, okay, what do I need to do in my life to bring the best version of myself to the world, right? And when I am the best version of myself, the most healthy mind, body, spirit, using the the gifts that, you know, I have and, you know, my kind of own creative genius, well, that, that then can overflow into the people around me, Right. And then it can overflow into, you know, everybody that's around me, like you're saying, like the people you interact with in business, the people you interact with, uh, even beyond business, friendships, acquaint, you know, like all of that, what that's going to end up happening is like, you're just going to be so much more successful, right? Because people are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to be around you. You know, you're going to, you're going to be investing the best version of yourself into the world, into everything that's going on around you. And then ultimately that is just a leadership principle that's built into the world. Like there is going to be a return on that. Right. And not even necessarily financial, but like, like I said, people are going to want to work with you. People are going to want to be around you and you're going to just be more successful that way when the best version of yourself is like emanating out into the world. And then how do you take any sort of profits you have from that, whether they're relational profits or money profits or whatever, and reinvest it back into your life, back into your business. That I think is somebody that's like operating at like the highest level they can in life and business, you know? Yeah. I love that idea. I love that idea. Just, I mean, I think some people were kind of born entrepreneurial and um, they get a one track mind, but they have so many more gifts to be able to hone that focus elsewhere. So thanks for sharing all that, man. This has been great. We will catch you next time on the Good Endeavor Short-Term Rental Show. Thanks, Bobby. Thank you for listening. And don't forget about the tools available to subscribers. The Property Manager Self-Assessment Tool, My Property Upgrade Walkthrough List, or the chance to feel like a millionaire for the weekend by checking out one of our own properties in person. It's all available on our website, www.goodendeavorstrshow.com dot com.